Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast, where we are featuring June 22nd, 1991, Soldier Field, Chicago, Ooh. Illinois. I am your co-host, The Game, here with my fellow co-hosts, Snob and Fig. Um, let's just give them a nice warm hello this evening, friends. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. All right, we are back for another episode this week. And before we dive into the... What's the show? June 22nd, 1991. Yes, the June 22nd, 1991 show. We are, of course, going to start with our Channel 6 news segment for the week. Um, and before we go into the Dead and Company um, tour review currently, uh, we're going to dive into first uh, Mickey Hart uh, released a brand new mix of Working Man's Dead. Uh, and I do believe that it's available on all streaming services. Um, yes. I, I mean, I only I have believe. Spotify, but I'm assuming yes. That's usually how that yeah. works, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely like on like Nob said on Spotify. I know for sure it's on Apple Music. Um, yeah, and it just seems like it is a completely brand new audio mix of Working Man's Dead. Um, I personally have not listened to the mix yet. However, the reviews I have read of the mix have all been glowingly positive. So, yeah. um, if you do enjoy the Grateful Dead studio work. And I do enjoy the Grateful Dead studio work. Uh, make sure you check out the new mix of Working Man's Dead, which I will it, absolutely it is on, be checking I, out. I can confirm it's on Apple Music. And just for the sake of conversation, I mean, what do you guys think when these uh, classic rock bands uh, remix, remaster? I know they've been doing it forever because it's a great way to increase sales. Um, but some people, you know, it's always a mixed bag or some people don't like it uh, what do you guys think um i know you guys haven't heard the working man's dead um but generally speaking when like say the beatles remixes that just came out like any Pers personally i normally think it's a cash grab hmm. because i'm not nearly audiophile enough right to like sure. hear the differences between each mix unless it is like astronomically different like, you know, mono to stereo, something like that. Obviously, that's going to sound different. But to me, on all of my equipment, I can almost guarantee it's going to sound the same. Like, it might sound newer, if that makes any sense. Right. Um, but other than that, eh. But that, that, that's my opinion. No. Yeah, I'll give the boring cop-out answer, which is I like them when they're good, and I don't when they're not. Um, I do appreciate what these remixes and remasters are generally doing, which is making these songs more palatable, not only to modern mixing sensibilities, but also just modern equipment. Um, music that is streamed over, you know, a streaming platform is going to sound different to music played directly off of a vinyl record. So these remixes and remasters are generally helpful. They are not always good. 
Um, even just keeping the Beatles as an example, I really like the 50th anniversary White Album and yeah. Abbey Road remixes. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand the Sgt. Pepper one. I do yeah. not go back to that new Sgt. Pepper. I don't know why they pitch-corrected Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, but it bugs me. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my feeling, is when they work, I like them, but when they don't, I'm very against them. Well, my, my thought is, and I, I agree 100% with what you said, even the Sgt. Pepper example. Um, I actually, I remember when that came out. Pepper. It was a bad, yeah, it was a bad remix, and like it was all hyped up, and I think it was the first Giles Martin solo. Yeah remix after george martin died um and it's just yeah it, it's just it wasn't there um yeah a lot of strange uh decisions were made and i remember listening to it in my car i got it on cd i actually got it on vinyl too and um i didn't like it i just didn't like it and th- but i did like the the white album remix i thought that was really good so yeah you know, it's my it. favorite way to listen to that album and breathe new life into some of those songs for me yeah, even like too. the Abbey Road one, I'd never heard some of the synth lines in a song like Maxwell Silver Hammer. I was like, "Whoa, yeah. this is actually really cool." This is yeah, just for, been buried for in other mixes I've heard. Yeah, really impressive. But my my larger point is, and I think this is just maybe subjective, but you know, especially with a band like the Beatles or or say the Grateful Dead, like you listen to a mix and you fall in love with that mix, and sure. you know the you know you expect that those sounds you know in the order you know with the you know mixing with 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 the right um volume that you expect when you listen to it and then you get to a new mix and and it doesn't have that and it doesn't really sometimes it just doesn't uh have that place in your heart like you you know you can respect it for sounding better sure um but it takes away something so i think the good thing about Apple Music or Amazon Music or Spotify is you could go back to the original mix if you really want. Now, when I say original mix, I mean when they got remixed and remastered for a CD back in the 80s or 90s. Um, so there's always some digital, you know, stuff going on, manipulation going on. So, but maybe it didn't have Mickey Hart's blessing, and maybe you know this kind of would be cool to hear what Mickey Hart has to say um, 60 years in the future about working. And when we day, get so. Mickey Hart on the podcast, we will make sure to ask him some good questions about this mix. So please stay tuned to the Help on the Way podcast. Nice. Thanks. I can see him including that pitch like in the final um, theme of the year or the final face of the year. Just, I think yeah, I'm going to feel really crazy when he suddenly starts sampling our podcast for the last few nights. Cast, 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 cast. <laughs> Brought to you by the letter C. Boop, 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 boop. In central Pennsylvania. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> WTPA. Classic rock that really rocks. <laughs> he they should, the beam and that's I should, out. I should really send them like just a letter and be like, look, we reference you guys frequently. Just just play us. Like put us on like at like 1 a.m. Tuesdays. Who cares? Just Here's an hour plus plus the show. So give us from like one to four. Like, I don't know. We need hello, to play. dead Here headed zombiacs. Here's the news <laughs> from about a year and a half ago. <laughs> we, we'd love to include you on our uh, classic rock radio station, but we need to play "Here I Am, Rock You Like a Hurricane" by the Scorpions for the seventeenth time today. So sorry. Well, what's his name <laughs> has has the cross country Grateful Dead hour right on a couple. Yeah. Um, that's mostly Sirius XM. 
No, I, I think know, I, I it's... Know there's some radio stations that carry okay. that. Yeah, well, yeah. You, you're thinking of... Are you talking, are you talking about Lambert or Gans or... One of them has has the Grateful Dead. Yeah, Tales from the Golden Road is a different... That's its own yeah. thing. Yeah. So, used with heads and stuff. So there's Tales of a Golden Road and This Day in Grateful Dead History. That's on Sirius XM. Then on actual like terrestrial radio if people even still huh? use that term uh there is the grateful dead hour which is it's a nationwide syndicated show um uh, uh, yeah i forget who hosts it but hell if they have the gd hour it's david gans is it david gans yeah He's... <laughs> so like we're just huh. modern david ganses <laughs> Scarlet Begins. <laughs> nice. Um, anyway, so hopefully the Help on the Way podcast will be coming to WTPA uh, soon. <laughs> you, did you guys ever get into GDRadio.net? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So actually, uh, Grateful Dead Hours is on GDRadio.net. That's where I know it from. And I remember listening to that. I mean, that's a great way. Like, you know, this is a serendipity-fueled podcast, is what I always say, because we don't have any control over what we listen to. And GD Radio is kind of a serendipity way to listen to the dead, too, because you could just turn it on at any time during the day or night, and you don't know what they're going to be playing. And um, the commercials are always the same. But yes. the, the actual songs, yes, they um, are. it's a cool way to engage with the dead. I like GDRadio.net. We should try to get on, on them if that's possible. I'll talk uh, to David. Coming to... Uh... <laughs> we should start getting sponsored by the, that Grateful Beans, uh, Grateful Dead coffee bean um, um, thing. And um, right. yeah, so I want an episode sponsored by Billy Kreutzman's brand of CBD that he's selling. So uh, here, here's here's a hot take. I think anything that's just CBD, like especially what he's selling, yeah. is like literally pure snake oil. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, all right i guess we're not getting sponsored by him <laughs> like, like mickey's not I, coming on either I, I i looked at that package and i was like okay like like there's gonna be like some kind of like cbd flower in there or something no it's literally just topicals and like no offense billy but like the, i think like the i think like the bill kreutzman build a drummer cbd kit in like the collectible box was over a hundred dollars and i'm like there is no way no way that that stuff is worth a hundred dollars like there's no way it gives a hundred dollars worth of pain relief period like there's just no way so sorry billy um billy's off the podcast (laughs) speaking of um, oddly i just got an email from phil that he says that he loves what we're doing (laughs) <laughs> keep up the shit talk. Keep, keep up the good work, guys. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of uh, potentially negative things about uh, Grateful Dead, um, one William Strings, also known as Billy Strings, I believe he goes by Billiam. Billiam Strings. Yes, um, he gave 
what we don't think is a controversial opinion, however, a lot of people do. Um, someone, um, a social media user, asked, I believe, on a Billy Strings set list photograph, why do you never perform Grateful Dead songs anymore? Mm. Cease and desist? Question mark. Um, the fans had been asking themselves for, you know, it's been a year plus since the last time Billy played a dead song in public. Right. And Which it's definitely something that gets asked about on Billy Strings fan pages a lot. Someone responded to that question by stating it was because Bobby mm. put the C and D out That's... and said no more dead songs until the final Dead Company tour. No, that's, that's no, that's goofy. total internet rumor. Yeah, the closest, the closest is that Bobby played the last time Billy played Grateful Dead songs in public were when Bob Weir sat in with him in the Ryman, and part of what the fans speculate about is that Bob encouraged him to do his own thing and not lean on the Dead Canon so much. I don't know how true that is, but that's going to be closer to being true than Bob sending a cease and desist. Right. This caused Billy to respond with this, and I'm just going to read his complete response because I don't want our uh, our 45 plus listeners to be. Uh, and this is Instagram, possibly... right? This was all happening. Yes. On Instagram. Okay. Yes, this is all on social media. Um. So Billy String said, "Nah, man." <laughs> I'm assuming this is how Billy String said. <laughs> you got it. Um. Nah, man. Just too many pigs on the teat. There are so many bands trying to suckle off the dead. I'll leave that to them. And also, it chaps my ass when I hear people hollering requests for dead songs in my shows. I want them to scream dust in a baggie, not fucking Althea. I just wanted to see how many people would stick around for the music that I write and the bluegrass that I love to play. That's my world. I'm a huge Grateful Dead fan, and I love them guys dearly. What they created is, in a way, its own art form, comparable, in my opinion, to that of what Bill Monroe created with Bluegrass. But I'm just not the guy. Dead & Co. is still out there killing it. People can go see them if they want to hear those songs, and you know, they should. I like that you quickly started going to, like parent annoyed or child annoyed at his dad like that quickly went like you don't get it i'm gonna go in my room and listen to bill monroe you ain't gonna learn what you don't want to know dad nice that's a billy strings lyric i believe right i i, I don't even know anymore there's such a blur um but i i did like the dramatic uh uh you know, a recitation there. That was that was knob worthy stuff right there, game. You know, if I if I had if I had Rockstar Richard at my show screaming Althea at me nonstop wearing his Grateful yeah. Dead biker vest, I would probably be pretty fucking annoyed too. Right. But it's funny that he wants them to scream dust in a baggie when like, you know, usually usually uh rock stars don't like it when you only scream for their like big hit, like they want to yeah. hear like oh. the 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 gems, you know. But like he's like, yeah, scream dust in the baggie. I mean, I guess so. It's this is whatever. this is probably more question for Knob. Um, yes. his shows now. Yeah. How many of those songs are covers? I would say probably a little under half. 
He still does a lot of covers in the set like, list. Oh, that's, but that's a, a lot of covers, thing, right? I mean, but that's that's the thing. It's including yeah. a lot. That's exactly it. It's including a lot of traditional bluegrass songs in terms of like covers of bands that you or I would recognize. Probably only two or three a night. But yeah, the bluegrass canon is made up of covering a lot of classic songs. So Billy definitely, you know, right. you get your Katie Daly's and your How Mountain Girls Can Love and songs like that. And he does but, a lot of a lot of quotes, right? Like I remember quoted uh knob when you and i saw him all apologies by nirvana that's right he also quoted uh third stone from the sun by jimmy Hendrix. he loves doing third stone from the sun you'll hear probably once a billy show the inspector gadget theme he loves uh, teasing the inspector gadget theme there is a teaser in uh, our grateful dead show tonight yes yeah so a those songs i would say those so. the, those songs that he covers yeah we would say, or just sort of, I don't want to say like, like, what are they called? Um, like not for use. Um, like, like Americana, uh, the traditional uh, public domain folk tunes. Yes. Public, public domain. Yes. Right. yes, yes, yes. So they're just, they're just out in the ether. Okay. And yeah. when do you think, Grateful Dead music. We'll get to that point. Oh, I think it's there. not that not that right. it's actually public domain and like you know. Well, yeah, I was going like, to say we could. It's, it's ninety five no, no, no. years after the last guy. But yeah, dies. I'm, not, I'm not trying to get into a yeah, we live in hell. Here. I'm, I'm saying it's it's part of the American songbook, and I, and I think that's right. a conscious choice by the Dead back back in the day to engage with th- those threads, and um, you know, I mean, like it like. Would hit? Would him playing uh, Cumberland Blues be suckling at the teat? Like no. you can have it both ways, it, really. Like I mean, th- th- that's why I, I kind of uh, think maybe a lot of people also kind of uh, cringed a little bit uh, when reading this because like he went pretty far with the suckling at the teat thing. Like you, it doesn't just because you play a dead song doesn't mean that you are trying to get something out of it or, or trying to I don't know ingratiate yourself with band or, or the or the culture or the community like you can do both you don't you know it's not either or and and obviously billy strings doesn't give a fuck what i think but i disagree i think he's one of our 45 <laughs> <loyal> <laughs> listeners. He, he should play what he wants to play and yeah and if he wants to play a, a grateful dead song because it does fully conform into the like songbook of America, that type of thing. He should play it. Us fans should no longer expect it. Period. Um, yeah. And I hope that, like, it almost seems like to me, like with that comment, like he's sick hearing about it. And I hope once people stop asking the question, he looks back into like okay like i will put wharf rat as the encore tonight or something like that right because like sure. then that shit means something like oh wow you know like etc 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 but anyway um well, that's really yeah, it's, hot take <laughs> it's I'm, I'm with you i do i think the big thing is that billy is playing what he wants to play and i think fan reaction Right. has just soured him a little bit on wanting to play dead tunes. But, he but, lists the specific example of the time that the guy yelled out for Althea, which is a song that Billy Strings has never played. 
they were basically uh, yelling at him like he was a Grateful Dead jukebox. And that's, that's, he references that specific incident in this comment. I do think that that's a big part of why he isn't playing these songs anymore. What, was that people. show live stream perchance? Uh, I think so. It's definitely on Nugs. It was April of last year. And in between two of the songs, you can hear a dude loudly yell for Althea. And Billy says into the mic, we're not the Grateful Dead. Wow. We don't do that one. Uh, and that was around the time that he stopped playing dead tunes. So but there, he has to recognize too that you know we all saw the swerve. Like he swerved yeah. into the Grateful Dead territory, and he was on. He was in Billy and the, and the Kids for the uh, Hawaii stuff, and maybe even more. I forget. But Just like a, it was a month, the Hawaii, and then the Red Rock shows. Yeah, which is not insignificant, and and like yeah. it, he made a pretty indelible mark on the community and for a while there people thought that that was going to be the next thing so like i don't know like i think that this kind of break is uh is noteworthy as well um and i mean you should recognize that people reasonably expect him to continue and 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 him not continuing does you know raise some uh questions so it's just i don't know it's an interesting conversation speaking i think he's got that sorry no you're fine I, can I just share one last thought and then I promise absolutely. I'm done with it? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I think he's going through that thing, and we talked about this a little bit in the pre-show, but I think he's got that thing going on that Mayer's going through right now, yeah. where Billy Strings very much wants to be Billy Strings, the artist. That's what he wants to be known for. That's what he wants people to associate with them. He has played a lot of Grateful Dead stuff. He got close into that world, and I'm sure he's appreciative of all of it. But at the same time, he doesn't want that to be a defining part of his legacy. Uh, and so I think it's smart to just distance himself. Not per, you know, it, it's not that he's never going to play a Grateful Dead song, but it's, it's also like the dudes from Fish. They don't cover the dead that much to try and keep their legacy as separate from the dead as possible, even though it'll never be entirely separate, but not make it... Like he's a pig suckling on the teat. I don't yeah, know. I, I get where he's coming from. It's I get where he's coming from too. It's just I'd like to hear language. him do China Doll again. <laughs> or Dark Star El Paso. Well, that was going <laughs> to be the next topic. So speaking of being undeniable, uh, we are going to quickly... Notorious. Um, I, I don't want to say quickly, uh, but we're already about 25 minutes into our recording tonight. I don't um, have much to say about uh, the night. Yeah, we can chit chat. Um, we are uh, a few dead and company shows past our last recording, including our quote unquote uh, knobs and myself, and a few other people from our Discord channels, our Philadelphia show. Um, and I guess we can give, um, well, we've had Cincinnati, Philly, and two shows at Saratoga Springs. Um, we were not going to go into full show reviews of all of those shows, but I figured Nob and I can give our Philadelphia trip report. Um, by the way, Nob I do need your trip reports, uh, to come in for reimbursements and whatnot. yes. Yeah. Um, and I no, saw you with a, with a balloon. Uh, that needs to be explained <laughs> as well. Absolutely. Nob, you didn't have any issues traveling in, did you? No, I took the train, so it it, it really wasn't too bad. Uh, yeah, it was just a pleasant trip on the train. Yeah, as we... Pleasant um, a trip on the train can be. <laughs> me and my group of friends left Central PA here. I want to say around 
probably more towards going for one o'clock in the afternoon. And I want to say we hit the jet row lot going towards uh, probably a little after three, probably like three fifteen. Um, very smooth sailing. Yeah. No, it was it was incredibly. I, how did you um, pick the Jetro lot? Was that like, did you know about that or and and for, for listeners who don't know, Jetro is a uh, adjacent lot to the um, sports complex down there that will let you park. I, I don't know what they do. I think they're like wholesale distributors or something like that, and you can park there for maybe a little bit less. I forget, but it's kind of also like an anything goes lot. Like I don't know, it's like a party lot maybe. Um, we um, I do not work for Jetro. That was not an official comment of mine. The Rain Show 2021. Yes, we park. We we parked there just because we got there late, and we're like, oh, like this is a pretty cool parking lot. So that's the one we just seeked out. Um, my first thing with this show was how many more people there were. <laughs> as opposed yeah. to other Dead & Company shows. Um, so much so where my Verizon... Yeah, uh, they sold anybody, out. Anybody, Verizon, if you're listening, um, my cell phone service went dead. Um, yeah, oh yeah. I I had literally nothing. Uh, my my buddies had T-Mobile. They could, they could communicate. But literally, um, as soon as we like hit the lot and started tailgating... Cell phone service was pretty much non-existent because uh, it was that busy. Um, Shakedown in Philly was the easiest, uh, was, was by far, rather, the largest Shakedown I've ever been in. Um, it was pretty hectic. It was big, and it was busy. Yeah. And it, there was shit going there. Yeah, it was, it was packed. Did you get any grilled cheese? Um, I got any pizza. Uh, yeah, I, I bacon did with pizza. every motherfucking bite. People aren't touring this year. I was so annoyed. I spent all afternoon telling my friends there's bacon in every bite, but not just that. They use garlic butter instead of regular butter, so it feels like you're eating like garlic bread with a little bit of bacon in the middle. And then they weren't there. I, I don't even foolish. know. And Knobs like, Night was ruined indelibly and never changed. It was there was no redeeming quality to the Philly <laughs> show because I didn't get a grilled cheese with bacon in every motherfucking bite. And you can quote me on that. El Paso was cool, I guess. Whatever. But um, bacon in a grilled no cheese bacon. sandwich? Every bite. My, my trip food report was two slices of pizza, which was more like a slice and a half because the one slice was definitely caught on some like weird angle. Uh, and I bought a grilled peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which was pretty lit, uh, and a pre-roll off that same person. Um, my nice. buddies bought Jerry Rolls. They were they were deep into the Jerry Roll. What is a Jerry? Uh, it's like a big spring roll. Oh, like real big. I was thinking like a jelly roll. Yeah, the name's um, definitely a play on jelly rolls, but it's more. It's not like a jelly roll. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else from Shakedown. Nob, do you have any Shakedown pre-show highlights? Um, I, 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 this isn't going to work because podcasting is not a visual format, but I saw a t-shirt that was a bunch of little sperms with the Grateful Dead logo swimming into an egg with the Dead & Company logo. 
and I cannot tell you that I've been thinking about that shirt every day for the last five days. Was someone wearing it or was it for sale? It's for sale. And I, I cannot tell you the indelible mark that this is left on my psyche and the deep <laughs> regret that I have that I did not purchase it. I'm going to need more of a description or a scientific I, um, explanation of that. Sure. I'll, I'll send a picture in our group chat and you then just, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll figure like, out how to share that with the listeners. Yeah, like a puppet show, some illustration would be... Would sure, be sure, sure. Explain it like I'm five. So, so let's... No. When a band and a cover band love each other very much. <laughs> That's going to be the title of the podcast. Um, the set list for our Philadelphia show was as follows. Now, again, this is for our Philadelphia Dead & Company show, not for the show we're reviewing. Uh, we op- uh, Dead & Company opened up with Man Smart, Women Smarter, uh, Shakedown Street, Cold Rain and Snow, uh, Jack Straw, Brown-Eyed Women, Dark Star, into El Paso, and then set one ended with a Don't Ease Me In. Uh, then set two gave us Fire on the Mountain, New Speedway Boogie, Estimated Profit, Eyes of the World, Drums in Space, Cumberland Blues, Standing on the Moon, Not Fade Away, and wow. Ripple. Um, hey, wow. Nob, what did you what did you think of the show? I really enjoyed myself. <laughs> um, obviously, as long-time listeners of the pod might know. I don't know. But I've been chasing an El Paso since my very first Dead & Co. show. It's the song that I adore. I adore it out of this band, and I've just been really hoping to hear it. So, well, and you, you particularly like the, the sequence of Dark Star into El Paso. I do like the Dark Star El Paso sequence. I would have taken just an El Paso. That was, that's what I was hoping for. The, the fact that it was within a Dark Star was just icing on the cake for me. Yeah. Um, but it was very nice icing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that's the big thing. Like, I liked other bits of this show. I thought the the shakedown Cold Rain was particularly hot in set one, and I thought Eyes, Drum Space, Dark Star Cumberland was a really smoking run of songs. But, I mean... I was standing on the moon, because I had gone to bed by that point. I thought it was lovely. I thought it was very nice. Um, I wouldn't consider it one of my high points of the show, but it was definitely very good. Um, but yeah, the thing that I just keep coming back to is I, I caught my song. And so it's, it's hard to have any sort of objectivity there because that's the show I got it. And it was very nice. So, okay. So, um, <laughs> l- let's get the other side of the coin, which is the, the Reddit reaction to Nob getting his song. Yeah. It, it was truly special. I mean, honestly, like t- to say that you broke that thread at that point, just by your mere, <laughs> Uh, personality and you know online presence uh, would be an understatement. Everybody was like bawling for the fact that, and and, and it wasn't just that. Like uh, okay, so it was very special. It was very special, and I'm, I'm not being facetious. Like I was watching from home, couch touring, and it was very special. Nob, like really happy for you. Um, not only because you caught your song, but it was a beautiful rendition, and it was yeah. a dark star into El Paso, and I'm sure you were all let down by um, the fact that it didn't go back to Dark Star, but, you know, be it as, as it may. They brought um, it back in the post-drums. That's true. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that's true. Um, so you had to wait for it. But yeah. it was a beautiful El pa- Like, it was, it was transcendent. It, it, it really felt special. It really felt like something out of the ordinary. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, it's hard to put into words. I don't know what you were feeling at that time. 
Um, but it just it felt personal, and maybe just because I know you, or or maybe it's just because I was wrapped up in the Reddit comments. But yeah. like, it seemed personal. It seemed. I mean, planned. It seemed something more than just I caught my song. Like it was. It was I, very. It was very intimate. It was. It was weird. I don't know, man. I have no way of saying that without sounding like a crazy person. I, You're I allowed cannot, to. You're in allowed good to. conscience, say that they only played it for you me. You have a podcast but it, about a band that stopped playing music sure, before you were born. You're allowed to be uh, a little bit crazy. Um, it, but it, it, it sure feels that way, doesn't it? Though. Well, right. how did it, you feel, the game? Like, I mean, did you, did you like? So you weren't glued to the, you know, to the Reddit stream. Like, like, did you have those similar thoughts, or am I? Oh, no, imagine things. It was. Like, it was one of those things where it was like, I kind of figured we were getting a dark star. Um, Just from the run up and how we haven't heard one. All the, I actually didn't. I thought it was going to be too soon for them to bring back dark star. Yeah. It, it, it felt like, I don't know. It, it just seems like Philly gets dark star. And I feel like yeah. I hear a lot of dark stars. That is true. Um, so I just felt like definitely going to get a dark star. And, um, I almost had the the opener open uh called as well. But um sitting there when Dark Star was playing, like I'm not the biggest Dark Star fan in the world, which I guess is a sacrilege for being a Grateful Dead fan. But I was like there's no way they go into El Paso in after this. There's just no way. But it's I spent that, that whole Dark Star with my eyes unmoving from Bob Weir and what guitar he was holding on to. And then they fucking did it. Wait, wait. So did he? Did he switch to an acoustic, or what, did he have? Yeah. Acoustic? Oh. There was an acoustic on the stage, but he was playing Dark Star on his regular electric. And then at and one he, point, he moved back, grabbed his acoustic, and I like point, literally was squeezing the arms of the two people standing next to me. They were my friends, not strangers. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it's like squeezing their arms, going, oh, "I hope they play this song." And then they did it. Yeah, and, and, I and was they like, did it in such a way. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, me, yeah. me, me personally, I literally started saying out loud, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god," <laughs> and I went to get my phone, and the first thing I did is I went to the Discord, not our Discord, but another Discord, and I was so excited I couldn't type in "fucking knob," I kept typing in an L. And I probably did it literally fucking at least six times. Sure. At least. And then I went to Reddit because I knew Reddit would at least like help me autocorrect. And that's when I saw everyone Everybody. freaking. And, and I think, and again, it is crazy to be like this major rock and roll band played a song due to a human's love of said song and that person just happens to be on reddit a lot all right Fuck, you don't have to phrase it like that <laughs> well no no let, let's, like, let's not uh discount what what knob does no uh, no for, for the listeners who don't know um, i just i just didn't need you telling people i'm on reddit a lot <laughs> so yeah, we, we all know <laughs> knob's a loser but <laughs> yeah um okay so knob's what your uh, your uh, your your Reddit like um, or is that? Hold on, hold on. Is your holding? 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're so I guess on Reddit you can choose like what's it called like like um your your flare or something like that. Yeah, you yeah. get flare. Okay, my flare is help on the way because I'm promoting the podcast. Your flare mm-hmm. is El Paso Dark Star El Paso, and and yeah, reason... I think it would be better if they sandwiched it like that. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, no, I I didn't really catch that that it was a different sandwich. Um, yeah, but the idea being is that one of my little so, jokes. Knob does frequently. Um, is the MC for the setlist thread on the Grateful Dead uh, subreddit, which is no small thing. I mean, I know that you and you have a concert of people who who help with it, um, yeah. but I, th- I think it's your idea. Like you moderate, I've, you make it happen, right? You supervise. I've been coordinating it. I've been in charge yeah. of it for the last few years. It definitely predates no me, but well, I've been running it for the last few years. But it's no small thing. I mean, like Grateful Dead pod or Grateful Dead subreddit, uh, it has 156,000 users. So you know, you're right up there at the top. You've been doing it for a number of years. It's not. I mean, obviously, and... even, like there's there's always a non-zero chance. But I think this is a lot higher than a non-zero chance that it was personal. And that just might be because I podcast with you and I want that to happen. <laughs> and I, but, uh, but I don't know. Go ahead, go ahead, game. Well, and and the setlist threads get literally over one point right. five to two thousand comments, like per show. Easy, easy. And and this has been for X amount of years, and it's not like people don't know that Knob wants in El Paso. Like they it's have just made liking that song a core personality trait of mine, both in right. my online life <laughs> and but, in my life. You know? But not only that, but you, you've broadcast that personality trait. Like, it's not like a hidden yes. agenda of yours that, you know, I, if, if, you know, if they did this, this <laughs> would be cool. It's like, every, you, have it, you have it on the... every So every uh, set list thread, regardless if it's yours or someone else who's doing it, has a days since last El Paso. <laughs> yeah. And yesterday was three. I get asked about that one a lot. So, like, it's, it's there, it's out there, and I don't know. I, I mean... I'd like to think. I mean, clearly, I'm I'm speculating, but like, I'd like to think that that was a little bit more than just serendipity there. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think it. I don't well, feel do confident think, doing do th- any I mean, more. Did than... you? Th- okay, well, let, let's let's oh. let's ask questions. Did you th- ever think that? Uh, like I when mean, it was not... happening, like did you did you have that sense of? I mean, you know, this was it... something more than than just you know you're at the you caught the show. Or you caught the not in the like logical bit of my brain, but you know, three joints in and a heart full of love definitely made me feel like they were playing this just for me. Um, I yeah, I don't know. I can't logically say that I do think that's true, but I don't know. It'd be nice to think. But the thought crossed your mind. Yeah, I mean, it. You know, it crossed all of our minds. Is all I can say. That's the thing. I, I. Opening my phone and seeing 20 or 30 messages about it. Like, I have to at least consider. <laughs> uh, no, I just think it was some beautiful, universal kismet. Well, Matt yeah, Bush, I mean, go ahead. Matt Bush does do podcasts. Yeah, and if he's listening, we'll have him. Um, I got a lot of questions, and most of them are good. He did. He 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 does the. He he did an episode or not an episode, but a podcast. I think called like Wook Live. I, I yes, Wook Plus. Is is it? <laughs> so shit. He should be willing to do the Help on the Way podcast, right? So um, maybe maybe we call him up and say, Matt, 
We need you. We need oh, Bobby. And we know he's on Reddit as well. Yeah, um, we'll put out some open calls. Maybe next week we'll, we'll be live with Matt Bush here on the show. And yeah, we're yeah, yeah. Find Mid-tour out. is definitely when we're going to get him. <laughs> yes. yes. He's not busy right, or anything. Right before the, 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 the last run of shows, too. Um, speaking of shows, we should probably talk about yeah. our... Um, all right, all right. I was just trying to get uh, Nob to say that he was Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, once again, our show was June 22nd, 1991, Soldier Field. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just read off the entire show set list, um, because I don't think any of us have, um, really all that much to talk about this show. (laughs) Um, set one opened up with Hell in a Bucket. Then we got Shakedown Street, uh, Wang Dang Doodle. Friend of the Devil, When I Paint My Masterpiece, Brown-Eyed Women, and then set one ended with Let It Grow. And set two opened up with Foolish Heart, uh, Looks Like Rain, Crazy Fingers, Playing in the Band, Terrapin Station, Drums in Space, Dark Star, Black Peter, One More Saturday Night, and then an encore of The Wait. Um... Let's just do whole show reviews since we all don't have too much to say about this one. Um, Fig, what were your thoughts on this show? Yeah, thanks. Uh, What a set list. What an absolute killer set list. Um, I can't say enough about the set list. And the show was good, too. It was pretty good, not great. Um, One of the really interesting aspects of the show, and I did not go to see this year's um, Meet Up at the Movies, it was uh, on Thursday and Saturday afternoon. It was like, I can't make a matinee on Saturday. Thursday, stuff was happening. So it didn't happen. But the cool serendipitous... It hasn't movie... happened yet. It's this Thursday and Saturday. No. No, it, it totally happened. No, it's... it's... No, it's this weekend. Really? Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll talk offline about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I looked. Oh, you're right. You're right. It's the 22nd right. and the 24th. 24th. Yeah, you're right. Oh, my yeah. God. What happened to me? I think I went into a time warp there for a moment. Anyway, uh, I did not see these in, in the movie theaters, and I probably won't see these in the week coming up in the theater either. So I'm just, um, yeah, so let's move on. Um, <laughs> life is, life is going to get in the way. Well, here's the thing, too. It's like Thursday the 22nd is City, uh, the yeah. City Field concert. Okay, I'm probably not going to go to that. But I'm probably also going to watch it on Couch Tour, and I'm not going to go to the movie theater to see 622.91. Uh, no, Saturday. I haven't heard it. Well, it was, I liked it. I thought it was actually a pretty good show. Um, Nob was slagging it in the uh, in the little chat that we have, so I'm interested to hear. And I will slag it when it gets to my point, but you go. All right, all right. So let me go because mine's pretty good, and my my thoughts are very um, disjointed because I was like, uh, I hate to say, it, but I was driving and listening to it, and also writing down some notes. Um, but I I have a car that kind of drives itself, so it's cool. All right, so it starts with Bucket. Uh, always love Hell in a Bucket as an opener, uh, but very quickly I realized that there are just too many goddamn pianos. Uh, this is a mm-hmm. Hornsby show, and there's just a lot of pianos. It reminded me of the um, the joke from, and, and this is like really throughout the whole show, is the joke from Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, where he's like all like ripped out of his mind on acid, and he needs he needs didgeridoos, needs ten thousand didgeridoos, and and that was the scene from from this show is just everybody piling on with 
whatever MIDI they could get their hands on and just throwing it on the wall and seeing what happens. And sometimes it was good, sometimes it was bad. Uh, Vince jumps in, he tries to differentiate himself with a strange clunking sound, uh, which was not great, but overall, a pretty good bucket. It was, it's always a great way to start the show. And then we get to Shakedown, which is an awesome, also an awesome way to start the show. It's like an intro twofer is what I wrote down. This was a really fun version. I like the syncopated grooves that they were getting. Uh, Vince had a... Um, well, Vince was soloing, and then Jerry, Bob, and... Um, um, God, why am I blanking on the guy's name who I just said? Um, Bruce. The Bruce Hornsby, thank you. Um, they're all just comping, and it's just like way too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah Vince is just soloing, and then everybody else is just... just you know, just... It was just too much sound. Really, that was the problem with this show. Yes. Uh, there's also a MIDI horn section that everybody goes into. Like, purposefully, it's like, okay, switch to your MIDI horns. We're going to have a horn section. Uh, we get into uh, Wang Dang Doodle, which I actually really like because it was a little bit more stripped down and uh, bluesy and, and fun. I wrote it was good slash great. We get into Friend of the Devil. Just too many goddamn pianos again. Uh, Vince takes a solo I thought was really just terrible. Um, I did like, and this was a theme throughout, Jerry's vocals. Um, I just thought he sounded great. Uh, he, he sounded like a wizened, like a wizard. Like, like he didn't sound like an old man. I think at one point, a couple shows ago in the 90s, he just sounded old. Here he just sounded like wise, especially in Brown Eyed Women, which came after uh, when I paint my masterpiece, which I don't have much about. He just sounded great, and it was a good version of that as well. Uh, Let It Grow, we get into those Vince caterwauling harmonies. The jams were very noisy. As I'm reading this, um, I think I'm more uh, aligning myself with Nob's point of view. Yeah, it's so <laughs> funny, because you're saying all the same things I'm about to say, but in a meaner <laughs> tone of voice. I'm meaner, you're meaner. I'm about to be meaner. You're you're happier about right. it. Well, m maybe I'm just being like a two-faced asshole and just being like, you did a great job. Um. But let's go into set two. We got Foolish Heart, which is just an absolutely amazing song. Just like a piece of art. Just so well done, so skillfully crafted, and just uh, very well played um, on this night. Um, you get some Vince Catterwalling on the bridge. Um, but, you know, there's like two instrumental parts um, as the song is uh, being put to bed, and they're just so great. And and if you re listen to one song, it's Foolish Heart. Uh, Looks Like Rain, I actually skipped because I thought it was kind of a bummer. So we got Foolish Heart, Looks Like Rain, Crazy Fingers. Like, it kind of gets to a little bit of a bummer part of the um, second set here. I thought that the verses in uh, Crazy Fingers were a bit listless until we get to the instrumental parts, which I thought were sublime. Uh, Vince and Jerry were doing some great counterpoint with each other. And then we get what's... what's you know, what this show is really meant to be is kind of a, a teaser of Darkstar, and, and they teased both Darkstar and they teased playing. And I guess, I don't know, the set list says that they went into playing. I don't know if they did. Um, the next song that I have uh, notes for, however, is Terrapin. They did play playing. and in the They band. did? They actually went into it? Yeah. I just, I just have it as a teaser. No. It's a okay. full, they do the verse. Well, I know they do reprise. I, I got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay. Well, anyway. Um... Terrapin is good. The instrumental gets a bit too midied out. Uh, the other cool thing is that we start hearing some Dark Star motifs throughout, which was really cool. We get drums in space, which happen, and then we get a Dark Star jam, um, which I thought was actually a, a brilliant jam, and I like the way that they were just kind of 
teasing it and kind of getting Darkstar rolling. Uh, it starts off jazzy, but then becomes pretty rocking, which was great because it goes into the playing reprise, which is a very rocking uh, part of the set. Uh, Black Peter, don't have much to say. Saturday Night was, you know, good and expected, and the wait was, you know, fan service. And that was uh, 622.91 for me. Uh, nah, why don't you say exactly what I just said, but in a meter tone of voice? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I didn't like this one. I don't... Ooh. It was... It's the big thing is no one is playing poorly, but every... Not every, but almost every song sounds bad. Like, there's nothing in here that, like, is, like, fun Foolish to heart? listen to. Foolish oh, heart? oh, I... No, I did not care for Foolish Heart. We'll get there. Ah. Um... Okay, how about, about Brown Eyed Women? How about Brown Eyed Women? Brown Eyed Women was good. Friend of the Devil and Brown Eyed Women are probably my highlights of set one. Um, but across the board, like the, they're playing well. There's great energy right. played by a bunch of guys whose instrument tones all sound like dog shit and collectively <laughs> come together to make very little. It's definitely the the whole is not as good as the sum of its parts, and the sum mm. each of the parts don't don't amount to that much in the first place. Okay, so everybody comes in hungry at the start of Hell in a Bucket, especially Jerry. It, it, it's just too busy to really click. It, it like you said, it there are too many people playing keyboard right now. There's just too many sounds <laughs> happening, and it's often disorienting more than it is actually servicing what's going on. Right. Uh, some hot Jerry licks on Hell in a Bucket, but again, it just gets bogged down by the noise of it all, and then Bob starts screeching, and I, like, I don't want to, it's not fun to listen to this Hell in a Bucket. It's not bad, but I don't like it. Um, yeah, the, the shakedown is, again, like, I don't care for the synths, the energy is good, the Jerry solo section especially shines. Bobby's guitar stands out a little bit as particularly annoying, but like it's good. And then we get to the bit with the MIDI instruments, and I'm just frowning. Like I'm not. I don't enjoy it. Um, the Wang Dang also Doodle. Also, a 17 was... minute shakedown. Like it is. Long. And I love a 17 minute shakedown. Yeah, generally, but not I when would. When it sounds but... like that. Correct. There's no reason for it to be. That's gratuitous shakedown. Yeah, it's got to be pleasanter sounding to justify its length. Um. Friend of the Devil is probably the first song in this set to really click for me. This is actually a song, and I'm going to disagree with your comment a little bit, Fig. This is the song that I found nobody was overplaying on. This was the song where I most was appreciating everybody listening to each other. Everybody was adding in their own contributions to the song. But it didn't feel like everybody was just comping and listening to themselves like Bucket and Shakedown. And even Wang Dang Doodle did. Um, and Masterpiece was kind of pretty. Uh, that was definitely one of the stronger runs in this set. Um, Brown Eyed Women was also a nice energy. It was fairly restrained, uh, despite being up-tempo. That was my big thing with the early songs, not to keep going back and griping on them more, but <laughs> they, they had the energy, but it felt like the energy was at the expense of restraint and listening to each other and actually supporting what the other people are doing. This brown-eyed women shows that they can play fast and support each other. This was working. Um, and then Let It Grow, uh, which is a song I normally adore, was just a bunch of noise. And not pleasant noise. I really like Let It Grow. I really do. <laughs> it's one of my favorite jam vehicles. 
out of the dead. And this was unlistenable. And it just kept going, and it never really got good. Um, and I, this is the point where I wrote down in my notes, honestly, Hope and Set 2 is very good, because otherwise I have no idea how they're releasing this bad boy as a meetup at the movies. And I'm doubling down on that. I do not understand the choice to put this show of all of the shows. There are better June 91 shows, for example, most of them. There are better shows in Chicago, for example, most of them. This was, it's a baffling choice to me. Well, maybe and this, just is, have... this is how we lost David Lemieux. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, did, I had him booked on the podcast, and his people just yeah, I know he was going to do next not. week, but um, so yeah, I like Foolish Heart as a song, but again, I found this rendition to be really busy in a way that brought out '90s Dead's worst tendencies. I really didn't like what Vince's keyboard line was doing here. I didn't really feel the interplay that I normally love about Foolish Heart. It just felt like everyone was making noise to hear themselves play Foolish Heart. Again, no one was playing a bum note, but it... I'm not gonna say what I wrote down, because you really like it, but I did not care for it. Um, we'll Jerry's... talk about that. Yeah, I yeah. Jerry's voice. Oh, Jerry did not sound super good in this show, and especially in this second set. Uh, and whatever Vince was doing with those harmonies was not doing it for me. The the jam in the middle, the first jam in between sections of the song, is probably the closest this comes to being good. Um, I was vibing with the Looks Like Rain a little bit more than Foolish Heart. I still didn't love it. Uh, I normally prefer the fast ones. That uh, was the most, I just want to say, that was the most backhanded I was vibing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I... I, I vibing? I don't know. Look, I'm, I, I can't say in good conscience I liked it, but I sort of vibed with it. There was some vibing um, happening, if... Had it's a gun just, in my head. Yeah, it's just yeah. I yeah. I not to spoil my thoughts, but this is not a show I'm ever going to listen to again without a gun to my head. Um, and I guess that spoils about whether I'm going to meet up at the movies this weekend. <laughs> I was going to say I'd put that as a show title, but then no one would listen to the show. Oh yeah, you know you yeah you can't put my thoughts on this thing as the title. Um, so yeah, I this worked for me generally because it was a ballad and they were able to lean back and listen a little better. Um, it, it's just got a vocal delivery from Bob that I'm going to politely call very pitchy. And towards the end, all uh, he screams in a way that loses pretty much all of my goodwill that I had about the beginning half of this song. Um, and then Crazy Fingers, I'll agree with you that the jams are definitely the strongest part of this Crazy Fingers. I think the jams are very pretty. I think the groove is generally good. My only gripe, once again, is Jerry's vocals that are a little bit pitchy and a little bit gruff sounding. Some spotty harmonies, not always bad, but sometimes bad. Um, I think with a stronger vocal performance, I could see myself really liking this Crazy Fingers and calling it one of the highlights of the show. This is the first of the Dark Star teases from Bruce that you noted. Um, at this point in the show, I find them very charming and playful. I'm not going to feel that way the whole time. Um, 
Not a great transition into playing in the band, but a good transition into playing in the band. I gotta say something nice about this show. And this playing in the band is the best part of set two, and it isn't close for me. This is the strongest part. There's some really high energy, but still some tight playing. It never feels like two different players are going off on their own weird tangents where nobody listens to each other. It's a short playing in the band jam. It's not an all-timer playing in the band by any stretch, but it's able to explore some high-energy space while barely tripping over its own feet. Um, this is when the Dark Star teases start to become obvious. Again, backhand but... a compliment of barely tripping over. over its... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say that it never tripped over its own feet. But for this show, did. it barely is it good enough. It was like enough. a toddler. We're grading on a curve, and it. playing in the band has like a B-plus grading on a curve. Um, and then, ah, Terrapin, Terrapin. How I love Terrapin. And then there's this Terrapin. Um, it just, it's, uh, the jams are nice, but it's just held back by the fact that Jerry's voice isn't there. And this is a song that I love Jerry's vocal performance on, usually even gruffer Jerry's vocal performance. But this didn't sound good on the ears, and it didn't have enough energy behind it to, like, be bad in a, like, soulful way. It just didn't sound good. Um, this is where the Dark Star teases start actively annoying me. <laughs> by the third or fourth time that Bruce teases, I'm like pulling my hair out and going, I get it, I get it, I get it. Um, I think it's, I don't know, I think it's cute. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was, it was cute the first time, and then I definitely find it less cute the fourth uh, put time. Yourself, put yourself in the audience, though. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I would have been excited if I was there at the time. Yeah, and I like the Dark Star that's coming they might up. Like El Paso after Dark Star. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But but listening to it, it definitely gets a little too. Uh, again, I'm I have a comedy background, and I follow the rule of threes. And by mm. the fourth or fifth time, the joke is not <laughs> as funny. Um, so, well, if I go um, to meet up at the movies, I'll I'll check to see if. Um, if Bruce or Vince was, like, winking into the uh, camera yeah, yeah, yeah. as they yeah. were playing it for the fourth time? Yeah, it basically was. Um, it, it was the piano player's equivalent of the phrase, yuck, yuck. Um, <laughs> waka waka. Jesus. I do not like this one. Um, yeah, I'll... Okay, I just gotta say one last thing, that there's very busy drum work in here, and I don't mean it as a compliment. Um, I'd probably be sweeter on this song if it weren't for the jam on the riff, but good God, it just kept going, and it only got worse. It's one of those things where I kept looking at my phone going, how are there nine minutes left in this? And then, how are there still six minutes left in this? I will Which say one Are you lambasting at this point? Is this Terrapin or drums? The tail end of Terrapin. Oh yeah, it's, it's a 20-minute Terrapin. <laughs> I know, and once we leave the riff, once we stop just repeating, oh, did you hear? Did you hear like the, the low uh, MIDI horns? Like, yeah. yes, yes, that is not one of the parts that sounded good. I would yeah. definitely include that in the parts I didn't like about this. Yeah, um, but yeah, once we leave the riff, the jam does get pretty tolerable. Once again, another Dark Star tease from Bruce. Um, yeah, drums is fine. It's honestly one of the more competently played songs this evening, but it is kind of boring. Um, some interesting percussive sounds from Bobby on space. Like, I, I mean, 
You listen to this space with your two ears and you tell me that this sounds good. Tell me that you had a good time listening to this space. <laughs> I didn't listen it, it, to it. Yeah, exactly. I, I listened to game it game. and I wasn't even vibing I here. It was, it game. was, it sounded like you threw, like you put a magnet on your Nintendo 64 while it was in the middle of loading up. Um, anyway, Dark Star is one of the strongest songs in the second set. Um, it's comfortable, and while it never strays wildly from the main Dark Star vibe, they're able to explore a lot of different angles within the Dark Star vibe, and for only a seven-minute jam, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's taken in the context of the June 91 Dark Star Sandwich, where they spread out Dark Star over a bunch of nights. Uh, I think it starts on, like, the 14th and ends a show or two after this one. Um, it's fun. It's cool. Uh, a high-energy playing reprise, short but sweet. I'm almost done. Uh, Bla Black Peter is actually kind of working for me. The tempo is lively. I, I, Jerry, I don't know, coughed once or twice during the set break, or during drums, uh, and actually gives a really strong vocal performance here. Some rocky harmonies on the bridge, so I can't really call this a good rendition of Black Peter, but again, we're grading on a curve. This is one of the stronger songs of the night. Um, and this might sound like I'm joking, but One More Saturday Night is generally one of the stronger songs this evening. Um, there's actually a genuinely sharp use of dynamics on a fast song on One More Saturday Night of all songs. Um, if you can get past the ending where Bob screams like a dying cat and Vince does a little bit of caterwauling and also the sound of Bobby's guitar, this is a pretty good One More Saturday Night. Um... And the weight would have sounded better if at no point they did the harmonies. Um, I think they're a little out of their minds to release this thing for Meetup at the movies. So tell us what anyway. you really think. So, yeah, I would put this thing in my Book of the Dead, and I couldn't really <laughs> choose which set, and my MVP is everybody. Anyway, what did you think, game? Um, I'm with you. I yeah! Did not, I, I didn't I care win. for this, I didn't care I for this show... I didn't care for this show at all. Um, and what was always surprising to me is normally when I don't care for a show, I'll go through the reviews on Archive, and it's like, okay, they don't agree, or they don't like a show either. And it was very much the opposite. This show seems to be loved um, on the Archive reviews, and I just don't get it. Um, I won't go into to everything, because truthfully, the accordion killed it for me. Um Apps, whatever I heard that accordion, it just like it made me just want to turn the song off. Um, set one was eh. highlights to me um, was when I paint my masterpiece, just because it is probably my top three favorite songs of said Grateful Dead, uh, and I did enjoy Brown Eyed Women as well. Um, but really, that was it for my highlights of set one. Um, set two, I saw people talking in the archive comments that this was like an all-time foolish heart. I don't know what the hell they were listening to. Uh, oh, I because liked it. Yeah, oh, I hated it. Um, <laughs> was it was just ugh. Um, looks like Rain was okay. Um, I did not care for Crazy Fingers. Uh, didn't care for playing in the band. Uh, they could have shaved off about seven minutes of Terrapin for me. Yeah. Um, you bet your ass I skipped drums in space. Um, Dark Star was eh. Uh, Black Peter was eh. 
uh one more saturday night i agree knob it was good um and i did enjoy the encore um but i almost wonder if that's just because i enjoy the song the weight versus it being a amazing performance of the weight um yeah overall this is a stinker for me um yeah Sorry, i don't know guys jeez I don't know. I, I don't know why they chose this. It's not your fault. You're not Vince Wellnick. <laughs> How do you know? I just don't know why ah, they ah, chose ah. this to be the meetup at the movies movie. Because they have good tape on it. I mean, it's, it's better. Clear. Like they have good tape of. There are way better June ninety one shows that they could release. We don't know what they have. Yeah, but they. Yeah, all right. They they put out better You're ones when they right. were doing the shakedown streams that they haven't done as a meetup at the movies that I would have been more positively speaking of than this one. <sighs> All right, so moving on <laughs> from this um, show, um, I'm sorry, I closed out of the show sheet here by accident. I get this back up here. Um, we do not have a Scarlet Fire to rate this week, um, but. We do have a fire to rate from Philadelphia. Um, oh, yeah. No, yeah. what did you think of the fire of the mountain from Philly? <laughs> it was fun. Fire on the mountain. It was cool. I will say, if I had one gripe about the Philly show, I don't think the start of set two really got going until probably Eyes of the World. Um, but I liked the fire. It was fun. I agree. Um, I am ready for them to remarry the two. Um, yes. they have been apart for too long for me. Um, is, is and Cornell, um, Cornell was the last one. And before that, it was Halloween 2021. They went all of 2022 without playing a proper Scarlet fire. Huh. Surprising. Yeah. Um, they've been all about splitting them up or putting songs in the middle. Huh. I know the answer to this. Someone's going to answer, ask it very generally. Does this show make anyone's Book of the Dead? Yes. Nob. <laughs> no, I just thought that'd be fun to say. No, this <laughs> makes my Book of Dead shows I would not like to listen to a second time. Is that something? That, that is a book, yes. That is, that is a book. Um, which set do we all prefer? Set one or set two? Fig, do you have a preference? Uh, set one. Nob. Set one or set two? I don't know. Um, I, <laughs> set one is shorter, so I guess go with set one. Jeez, this guy. Um, I know, I, it's not all the time that I come in this against a show, but I really didn't have a lot of redeemable moments here. Um, I'm going with set two, actually, because um, I just like a few more of set two, I but it does... Full of was kind of bad. <laughs> Uh, but it does not matter as set number one okay. wins the voting for the evening. So please stick around after our podcast to listen to set one of June 22nd, 1991. Um, show MVP. Um, Nob, who was your show MVP? Um, I, to me, it's not okay. I'll be nice. I, it, <laughs> Phil is the one who annoyed me the least. So I have to go with Phil. <laughs> uh, Fig. Uh, we'll we'll go with the big guy. We'll go Jerry. Um, 
Bruce Hornsby. Yeah. No. Player extraordinary. no, no, no. Uh, I think the real MVP of the show is us for listening to it. You know what? I like that. It's us. We. We are the show MVPs. I, I who would not be born for eight more years, <laughs> am the true star of 62291. I did um, a thing. So, speaking of, of us having an unpopular opinion about this show... Oh, uh, we do have um, one actual Reddit comment this week, and it is from um, I. How do you say that name? I N D G Child. In- Indigo, maybe Indigo Child. Mm. In- Indigo Child. I like that. From we have one comment from or Indigo maybe... Child. Mm, yeah. Uh, ooh. <laughs> um, Indigo Child says, "Thanks for recommending this show. Hadn't heard it before, but just finished listening. Holy smokes!" Um. Do you think they were saying holy smokes in a positive way or a, or a negative way? I think yeah, if I didn't know you, Fig, I wouldn't be thanking you for this recommendation. So <laughs> well, I feel okay, like he had all, to have liked it. It's not my recommendation. This is all pre-planned. That's true. This That's is true. A computer all right, I wouldn't be thanking the computer. Yeah, we're living in, you know, this multiverse that the computer has created for us. And um I just have moderator uh, abilities to put to put it on the top of the Grateful Dead uh, subreddit. That's it. No recommendation. Uh, we did also have one other Reddit comment. A lost from <laughs> any anyone in jet roll with cables or a jumper pack. Um, we from were user definitely the game three ten. Was, <laughs> was was that one of your buddies? Um, no, actually, and I don't even know if we had cables or jumper pack because we were not in my car. I was not the um I was not the wheel man. So oh, nice. yes, I was able to enjoy my balloon without any guilt. It was it was quite lovely. I'm gonna need a uh, uh, TPS report about that balloon, by the way. It needs <laughs> to be expensed properly. Um it was a jumbo. Uh next week on the Hell Bunway podcast, we are featuring April third, nineteen eighty-five. We're finally going back into the years that matter. The Brent years. Um, looking at the set list, the very first thing that jumps out to me is what is bottom superstitious? Yeah, I'm assuming uh, superstitious is the what you call it. Um, I very superstitious. No, 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 no. It's I ain't superstitious, which is an old blues tune, and I think it's down from the bottom or something like that. Um, they, that was like a pairing that they just did only in 85 and they did it at a handful of shows. I know my dad caught it. I think it is first two shows. Weirdly, really? they were both in 85. So in Providence, no, not this one, uh, Nassau and Hershey. Oh, cool. Oh, we have an encore Hershey. of our favorite song day job. Other than that, um, well, we got another terrapin. We got another bucket opener. Oh, good. I yeah. was just thinking the problem was we didn't have enough bucket openers. <laughs> oh, they're great. No, I, I love bucket. No, I got no problem with your that. Bonnet I, knob. Yeah, I just wanted to get a couple more snarky comments out before we're done. I can't say that this looks like a particularly strong set list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, Another Let It Grow uh, set one closer. Yep. Is it yeah. is it the, is it the bad spoonful we're getting? And set um, two. It is. 
<laughs> it's yeah, it's eighty five dead, so that's usually a safe bet. Um, and it's a Wednesday show. Um, so let's just hope for the best for next week's April third, nineteen eighty five show. Hopefully, the ones uh, well, normally the ones that I think are bad turn out to be uh, fantastic listens. So hopefully, it proves the same for this one as well. Uh, let's go ahead and stop our yapping for the evening and get you folks into set one. So as always, please go ahead and smash that subscribe button and like and share with any and all of your Grateful Dead loving friends and family. You may find us at wherever podcasts are downloaded. However, you will not find us on a service that loosely rhymes with Will Billy Strings Suckle at the Pig's Teach? I guess notify. So again, if you are a subscriber or a free user to a service that very loosely rhymes with Will Billy String Suckle at the Pig's Teat, I guess notify. You will not find us on that. However, you will find us on pretty much every other podcast service. If you get your podcast the old-fashioned way by going directly to the website, you can do that for us as well at helponthewaypod.podbean.com. You may email us at helponthewaypod at gmail.com. And of course, now that it seems like the majority of Reddit blackouts are over, you may communicate with us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Grateful Dead. Um, any final words from Knob or Fig? I just want Knob to tell us how he really feels about 622.91. Look, I promise that I really like the Grateful Dead. Like, ah. I can't stress <laughs> enough that I like the Grateful Dead. But I did not like this one. But luckily, it's over, and I never have to think about it again, because I'm not going to meet up at the movies. And on that note, here is set one of June 22nd, 1991, and thank you once again for listening to the Help on the Way podcast. Last night with a bargain And I truly a picture of you I said, pal, get your door, you'll like her it Seemed like the least I could do Cause when he's charging his chopper Up and down, you're climbing at home You'll think by contrast quite proper Never mind how I stumble and fall Never mind how I stumble and fall You're that Mississippi champagne in your boot For a taste of your elegant pride You be going to hell in a bucket, babe But at least I'm enjoying the ride At least I'm enjoying the ride Yeah! At least I'm enjoying the ride Oh, 
on me sweet little soft girl pretend Somehow baby got hard as it gets With your back and your cones box spender Your chair and your whip and your pets Who we know you're the reincarnation Of the ravenous cat of the grave We know how you love your ovations Champagne from your boot for a taste of your elegant pride. Maybe going to the hell in a bucket bay with at least I'm enjoying the ride. At least I'm enjoying the ride. Yeah, at least I'm enjoying the ride. You analyze me, a tip to despise me, you laugh when I stumble and fall. There may come a day I will dance on your grave.
your darkness when it crackled like a thundercloud. Don't tell me this town ain't got no heart. Don't tell me this town ain't got no heart. Don't tell me this town ain't got no heart. Shaking on Shaytown Street Used to be the heart of town
been shaking on Shakedown Street. Used to be the heart of town. Don't tell me this town ain't got no heart. Just gotta poke around. Nothing been shaking on Shakedown Street. Used to be the heart of town. This town ain't got no heart Just gotta poke around Don't tell me this town ain't got no heart Just gotta poke around Tell me this town ain't got no heart Just gotta poke around Well, nothing shaking on Shakedown Street
thunder with the rain pouring down. Looks like the old man getting old.
morning comes, she follows the path to the river shore. Like the sun, the sun is the latch from the morning star. See the sun sparkle in the reeds, silver beads, fast in the sea. She comes from the town where they call her.
We'll be right back. 